Book Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzak, and welcome to episode 33 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with the indie authors you should be reading. It is June 13th, 2019, and I'm dying to know what you're reading. So when you're done listening to the show, just drop down to the show notes and tell me what you're reading. What am I reading? Well, right now I'm listening to audiobooks, uh, one by Cecilia Mecca, uh, her new vampire series, The Vampire Temptations, and the second book in Zach Bohannon's Empty Body series. And on Kindle, I'm reading Brides on the Run series by Jamie Albright, who will be on the show next week, and the Sandstorm series by T.W. Piperbrook, who's on the show this week. Now, um, last time I talked about uh, getting things for free. So let me walk you through really quick what you need to do. So the first thing you got to do is go to your local library and get a library card. They're free. Get one. You should have one. Everyone should have a library card. So once you have your library card, come on home and go to overdrive.com. I'll have links in the show notes. When you go there, in the upper right corner, it will say find your library. Click on that. It takes you to a map. There might be some options. There might not be. It'll let you put in your zip code. Find the library closest to you. Click on it. It'll say, uh, would you like to go to the library's homepage? You do. Go to that. You're going to sign in with your library card on your library page. Now, uh, on, the, on the library screen, somewhere it should show Kindle books. From my library, it's in the upper left. It will show... Um, uh, collections, which is audiobooks and some ebooks that I guess aren't on Kindle because when I click on any of those to borrow, they download to my computer as MP3s or it lets you listen on your computer. Uh, but if you type on, uh, excuse me, click on Kindle, then uh, it will show you all the Kindle books available. Now you're going to click on what's available because a lot of them, the ones that show up first for me anyway, have all been borrowed and they want you to, you know, get on the wait list for it. I don't want to wait. I want things that are available now. So you click on what's available now and, and uh, make a selection. You can also recommend things. Uh, they may not buy them, but they might, you never know. So uh, once you have selected your book, then as you check out, it takes you to Amazon. You sign into your Amazon account. And then your book ends up in your Kindle. It's great. And, and there it is. It's with all the other books. Don't forget, this is a library book and you have to return it. You get like 10 days or something like that. So to return library books, you want to go to manage your content and devices on Amazon. And then you can return the books there. I haven't done it yet, but I, as I recall, it's pretty easy to figure out what to do when you get there. If you can't figure it out, Google it. Google's great. Google will tell you what to do. Uh, so, so that's it. Uh, there's no reason not to have great books. Uh, and sometimes you can find indie authors' books in libraries. Sometimes you can't. If you can't find it and you would like to have it there, uh, put in the request or go talk to your local librarian, better yet, and tell them, hey, look, there's this, there's this author, this indie author I love. Can you please carry their books? And maybe they will. So let's get right into good luck. You know, if you do it, let me know. Did it work? Did you find books you like? Did you get them to take a book that you recommended? Anyway, so let's get right into the show today with T.W. Piperbrook, and I will see you afterward. Okay, welcome, Tyler. I am going to read your bio to start. So T.W. Piperbrook, which is a pen name, 
Okay, he lives in Connecticut with his wife, son, and Shih Tzu named Remy. He's the author of the Contamination series and the, the Outage series and co-author of The Last Survivors, as well as the author of The Ruins. In his former lives, he's worked as a claims adjuster, a touring musician, and a business systems analyst for a Fortune 500 company. Now he spends his days fighting zombies, battling werewolves, and roaming pocketless post-apocalyptic cities, and probably speaking better than I do, and planets. Welcome. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. How are you? Great. Doing great. Good. And I, I'm, I'm excited to have you. I, um, I'm in the Contamination series, um, and I'm also just about done with Sandstorm, uh, and then I'll start Windswept, and I'm very happy to see that Dustborn comes out in June. When in June? Yeah. Yep, uh, June 19th, so it's just, I think, exactly a week from today. Oh, awesome, so I'll be yeah. ready for it when it comes out. I'm so excited. Nice. So uh, why don't you go ahead and um, just read a little bit of Sandstorm to give everybody a taste of what the book is about. Sure, yeah, I'll give you a little clip here. Uh, this is from chapter five, it's kind of a random oh, Maybe tell them what it's about, too. Sure, <laughs> yeah. The elevator pitch. Um, yeah, it's a sci-fi series, which is, um, you know, usually I do post-apoc, so it's a little bit outside of my realm. Uh, uh, doing something a little bit different, um, but basically it's about a colony that's stranded on another planet. Um, they haven't seen any of the sh uh, Earth ships in many generations, uh, so they're kind of stuck there, and they've lost a lot of their technology and their weapons and all that stuff, and they're just kind of really scraping by, um, and there's only about a thousand of them, um, so, and they pretty much think they're the only ones there, and then a new menace kind of arrives on the scene, so that's kind of what that's about. So there's, it's mostly sci-fi. There's a little bit of mystery in there, uh, a little bit of conspiracy, but primarily it's sci-fi, so. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and read. Sure, so this is from chapter five of uh, Sandstorm, book one. And the main character's name is Nina, so. Nina shuddered as the wind kicked up, blurring their surroundings beyond 30 feet. Something shrieked in front of them. She let go of Kai, put two hands on her spear and raised it. Animal hooves pounded the sand, a bleat filled the air. Something brown and furred ran in their direction, a ride deer. She had a brief moment to wonder whether it was the same one she'd seen earlier before it shot past them, braying and nearly knocking Nina over. Nina cried out in surprise and spun, watching the ride deer continue in the opposite direction, its hooves beating the sand. Something exploded from the ground, pitching the ride deer skyward. It shrieked in panic and pain. Through the dust and flying silt, Nina saw something that made her question whether she was living in a nightmare after all. An enormous creature, bigger than the mouth of the largest cave she'd seen, long and round enough to fill several tunnels, took the right ear up with it. The right ear gave a frightful shriek as the creature opened its giant maw, revealing a mouthful of sharp, gigantic teeth and caught it midair, biting down. Hot blood rained down on Nina's face, soaking her goggles and her shawl. Through the blur of sand, wind, and blood, she saw the beast swallow the right ear. The enormous creature's shadow loomed over Nina and Kai as it rose higher. Matted, long protrusions unfolded from its scaled body. The protrusions grew rigid and stabbed the ear like hundreds of spears. Watch out, Kai screamed over the wind. Hands pushed Nina to the ground. She landed on her stomach as a deafening crash pierced the ground behind her, spraying up sand and silt. Her spear skittered away. Looking back toward the boom, she saw an enormous caving hole in the ground with sand sliding back into the crevice. The planet felt as if it was pulling in everything around it. So that's a little a little clip there from that. <laughs> so yeah, get a little yeah, done, done. yeah, very exciting. I, I really like... Um, I like contamination. I like the series. It's zombies, and I like that it completely changing the book. Of course, I like that it's uh, done on purpose. Yes. That, that, yeah. That was my. You no. Know, 
Yeah, I was trying to do a little spin on it there, so. Yeah, I like that. I like that, but I didn't expect Sandstorm to be as exciting as it was when I started reading it. And that's the one I started reading first before I started reading Contamination. Oh, and nice. uh, yeah, I had run into Tyler <laughs> at, at an event and I said, oh, I went running up to him and said, I'm reading one of your books. And I opened my Kindle and I can't find it at all. And I thought, <laughs> I thought for sure. Oh, because I thought it was Contamination and it wasn't. I started with Sandstorm. And... Yeah. I felt so stupid. I thought, I know I was reading one of his books. And so <laughs> then I figured out later. So Sandstorm, how many books? I, I like it. They're on this planet. Uh, they, they, like you said, they've been cut off from civilization. And they are trying to figure out, you know, how to make, make, make food last, keep the population down, um, stay alive. And how many books you, so you've got three in the series. So how many do you expect to have in this series? Yeah, I think there will probably be one more. Um, I always hesitate to say that because you never know. You know, I have things plotted out, but sometimes when you go to execute it, it takes a little more time. But right now, it's looking like it'll be four books. So the next one should be the last one. So will that? Um, I say will that one, we got to come out next week, but book four will be out probably by the end of the year, which would be 2019. Do you think that um, that you'll leave anything open so you could always so you could go back to it again if you decided you wanted to, or if the readers insisted? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, there's definitely. Uh, you know, it's always fun building new worlds because, you, you know, you make them so deep. There's different places you can go or different characters you can follow or whatever. So I do have a couple ideas, you know, that I'm, I'm kicking around just in case. So we'll see how it goes. Just to see. Yeah. And you have um, four series, is it? You have a lot of books. How many books do you have out? Yeah, um, I want to say 25 maybe, but some of those are novellas. So it's not full books, but right around 25 maybe. Um, and I think Sandstorm's the fifth series, although The Ruins uh, follows The Last Survivors, so it's kind of like a sequel series, so it's sort of connected. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, Last Survivors, Ruins, Sandstorm, Contamination, and Outage. So, so yeah. how many years, how many years, that's a lot. How many years have you, have you been writing? Um, this go around, uh, I'll say, or this life, I'll say about, um, about six and a half, seven years. So you, you, did you write then for a while and left it and, and then went on to other non-writing? Yeah, so I used, to, I used to write all the time as a kid. I mean, I knew I wanted to be a writer since I was a little kid. And I'm talking like, yeah, geez, 8, 10 or something like that. Um, so I used to write all the time. And I used to actually submit to publishing houses back then. Um, and that was, it was pre-internet, so I had a typewriter. Um, and I would type everything up and use the whiteout and make photocopies and send little packets off to the publishing houses and all that. And, yeah, did uh, anybody reply? I did. I actually got a lot of personalized rejections. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but I, I don't know if I put my age in there or, or what, but they, you know, a couple of my members saying, you know, you write very well for a 10-year-old, but we're not going to publish. I mean, one of them I remember we always remember was George and the Robot. And another one was Disaster for Sale, I think. Um, kind of like a, um, I don't know, a student, his adventures or misadventures or whatever. So, but yeah, uh, but yeah they would use my name and they, you know, there was usually a couple paragraphs of, of uh critique or whatever so yeah I had a pile of them I got to dig them up I know I have them around somewhere so oh that's but, great uh, you were you were 10 yeah yeah did you tell them in the query that you were 10 that's what I was saying I think I must have because I remember one of the letters saying you write very well for a 10 year old but we're not going to make an offer to publish George and the Robot <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember I love that the one. title are you yeah. going to revisit do you still have them are you going to revisit any of them it's possible. Yeah, I thought about, I, th I actually have a new concept for George and the Robot. So I was like, maybe sometime I'll do like a kid's book because uh, I have a son now who's, he'll be nine this summer. So yeah. he's around oh. the age. He's starting to really 
like he says he wants to be an author now, which is really cool. You guys should write it together then. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That would be really That's cool. Awesome. Do either of you draw? Um, I, I do. I'm not that great, but <laughs> um, so not, not, not too much, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it might be more endearing if, if, if one of you did the drawings yourselves, even if they're not, you know, fantastic. It might be more yeah. fun to see something that was kind of raw and, and goofy, you know? Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, we've already written a couple of things together. Just Well, he was kind of obsessed with Sandstorm when I first put that out. So he's always asking me questions now because, like yeah. I said, he's becoming really aware that I write books, you know? So he says, when's Dustborn coming out? And when's, you know, or what's the character's yeah. name in Sandstorm? And so me and him did like a little fake kid's book with, you know, you just fold in half like, um, you know, blank paper and make a little book. And we yeah. did another fake Sandstorm that was kind of geared for his age. <laughs> so, so we did I do all that. Yeah, maybe so he got a kick out of it. So now with all the years in between that time when you were 10, if you could go back to that 10 year old, what would you, what would you say to him about a writing career? Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, keep persevering and, uh, you know, like I said, I did write a lot back then. And then I actually have a, um, an English major. I have a bachelor's in English from college. Um, but I went into a whole bunch of other fields other than writing. But I would say persevere because, you know, at some point in your life, there's going to be this thing called the internet that'll be invented. And there's this thing called the Kindle that'll be invented. And suddenly you won't have to send these typed packages out to publishing houses. <laughs> You'll be able to reach readers and, and kind of do your thing. So that's oh, what yeah. I would say. The Kindle. Yeah, that's good advice because the Kindle is just, it changed reading so much. And I remember my my dad was looking at it at a Kindle. Uh, that he died the year they came out, so he was just looking at one and just he dragged his feet a little too long. Dad, you waited too long. He was always so careful about investigating and researching and finding the best option. And, and it's like just get it, just get it and try it. But he never would do it. But I mean, it really changed. I, I used to always carry paperback in my in my purse, and now I just have my my Kindle, and it's got. A lot of books on it. A lot of books on it. Uh, yeah. But I, I, and I read, and I, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, in, uh, that I mess up when I buy a book. If you're, if you're not an author and you're listening, when someone buys your book and they buy, like you have um, a sci-fi book, but then they buy a romance also, they kind of mess up your also bots because then underneath their book, it's going to show all these sci-fi books plus one romance book, and then people will go, "What the hell?" Well, I read yeah. everything. And so I'm sure every time I buy a book and I buy tons of books, I'm sure I mess up people's also bots all the time. So if you see something weird in your also bots, it was probably me who bought it. So sorry. So, so, so sorry. So, so you've been writing, it's been a long time and you came back to writing again, which is great. But if you hadn't come back to writing, what do you think you'd be doing? Yeah. Um, well, I guess my, you know, my, my most previous life, I was a business systems analyst. So I was in the office doing office work and, yeah, I didn't mind it. You know, I had some good times there, but it wasn't my passion. And uh, I actually did music um, prior to that for a bunch of years full time. So I was in a touring band and got to see Europe and Canada and the U.S. and all that stuff. Um, so I, I would say probably if I had to do something that wasn't writing, maybe ideally something in the arts like music still. So I play guitar. So. Do you guitar? Yeah, I play guitar. Yeah. Do you sing? Uh, I do. Yeah, actually, I was in a band after that where I sang for a little bit. So, yeah, it's kind of like punk rock, you know, type of hard rock stuff. So it's, yeah, a little bit of singing, a little bit of yelling, a little bit of that. <laughs> so. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm rediscovering music. Um, I was functionally deaf for about 
20, almost 25 years. So um, yeah, I've just got my cochlear implant, the first one two years ago and the second one this year. And uh, it's been wonderful. And uh, so I've been rediscovering music. So uh, if you think of anything funky and cool, because I don't like pop music at all. Uh, yeah. If you're a pop music listener, I'm so sorry, but it's, it, I don't like it. Uh, and even in the, when I lost my hearing in the eighties, I still listened to music late sixties, early seventies. I really didn't like anything about 19 past about 1975. So, um, uh, so if you think of anything, but my, my youngest has been getting, picking out weird music, weird indie people that nobody else has heard of and <laughs> having me listen. And it's been a lot of really interesting music. So if you come up with anything, send me a note and say, okay, you have to listen to this. Or if it's you, send me your, send me your link. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah, that was pretty much what I was in. So it was almost like the indie music scene and now I'm in the indie writing scene. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's a lot of parallels to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Creative people, I think writers, a lot of writers I know are also musicians. I think someone who's creative, and I played piano for years and years. Uh, oh, nice. So I think, uh, I think that just runs along that same, that same thing. I know writers that are painters and musicians and um, uh, actors. And uh, I think, you know, if you're creative, you're, you could probably be creative in a whole lot of ways. Yeah, but uh, I think too much of us, you know, spend too much time um, listening to too many things and we don't let our mind just kind of be empty and, and thinking. Uh, so that's probably why we won't, probably won't ever have Renaissance people anymore again. You know, these, these people that can do so many different things and, and you know, five-year-old Mozarts, you know, you're probably not going to have that anymore unless it's somebody whose family's kept them away from all this noise of the internet and, uh, and everything that's out there. So Sandstorm, the third book's coming out. What else do you have coming out? What else are you working uh, on with what that's done? Yeah. So after that, I have, um, I'm doing a collaboration project with a couple other people, um, which I guess I'll keep quiet for now, but so that'll be like a post-apocalyptic series. And then I have another post-apocalyptic series that I started um, working on. So that may come after um, the series that I have out now are pretty much tied up. Um, you know, there's, it's possible I'll go back to them, but for right now I, I kind of ended, you know, they're all ended in a way that I liked at least at that time. So, um, so I'll probably be doing a lot of new stuff going forward. A lot of new stuff. So when you, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, I come from film and so I would write a script it would get produced and done, and then I would write the next script. So I, I didn't have a lot of scripts sitting around in drawers. And now with books, I write one book, I finish it, I move on, you know, kind of thing. So do you, do you have, when you get ready to start a new project, do you find yourself writing and starting four or five different things? Do you have a drawer full of scripts or full of manuscripts? Or do you yeah. settle on, start one and settle on that and see it through? Yeah, no, I definitely have, have ideas that I don't finish. And, you know, I guess it's kind of a, um, a thing writers say is that, you know, there's, we have so many ideas, but, the, you know, the easy part is the idea and the hard part is the execution of that idea. So there'll be a lot of things where I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, and then you start getting into it and, and, and devising the plot and you realize, yeah, there's not enough meat here for a book. <laughs> so so you'll, you'll love a character or you'll love a scene or something and there's just not enough plot. So I have things that I'll start and I guess I'm kind of picky where I want to make sure that if, before I put something out, it's the best that I can make it. Um, it's kind of always my goal. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm happy, at least at the moment that I release it. So, so there, I definitely have things that I've abandoned, at least for now until more things gel with them. So 
I wouldn't say a, a, a whole ton of them, but definitely a, a good number. Yeah. So there's things I've left behind and, oh yeah, I'm going to get back to that and this and that. And, and then I'll usually go for the one that has the most meat on it and the one that I'm feeling the most, and then I'll see it through to the end. That's not a bad way to do it. You know, you, you have plenty then to turn to if you, are you the kind of person that likes to write on, write two or three different things at the same time? I know Neil Gaiman talks about, he's very prolific because he writes four or five books at the same time as he's, as he's, as he's writing. He doesn't just do one thing at a time. Yeah, gotcha. I always want to be that way. And I've started that way a couple of times. Like, oh, I'll do this one in the morning and this one in the afternoon. And then it just, I always end up choosing one because it just, my head gets too crazy. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's kind of like a reacclimation process when you go from one work to the other, I find. So you kind of lose a little bit of time where you're like, okay, well now I have to reacclimate to the characters and the plot and maybe reread the last few chapters and get back into it. So it's almost like you're losing you know, time to write because you're switching back, at least for me, you know, some people are really good at it and I envy them because I want to yeah. be like that. <laughs> I, I do too. And I have um, one book I'm, I'm working on and a second one that I was working on at the same time. And I got, the, there's a first draft of the whole book, but I, when I was doing the final draft, I got like nine chapters in and realized that it was just too distracting trying to go from this book that wasn't a complete draft than to do editing on this one that is a complete draft. And I'm like, ah, I just, I, I want to get it done, but I got to set it aside. And I, and I want to, you know, I've got, um, my series has one book that's done and one prequel. So um, I used to, to start this show with the, uh, I'm Melissa Bunce, I got through the June Nash Misadventure series because at the time I thought I was going to finish the next two books a lot faster. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> you know, in <clears throat> 33 weeks in, uh, I don't have the next book out yet. And so I'm looking at maybe August, uh, giving it to my editor who keeps going, uh, I'm waiting. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, I, I want to make sure it's good. You know, I, I, I don't want to put out crap. I don't want to write it so fast that it's bad. You know, I, this is yeah, a character exactly. that I want to spend a lot of years with. So I don't want to, I don't want to blow it, you know? Yeah, they're out there forever. So you want to make them the best you can. But then obviously you grow onto the next project and you're like, oh, wow. And you look back and there's things you want to change. And, <laughs> but, you know, that's always the way I think. I don't think it'll ever not be that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, I caught myself. I was looking at something and I started editing the first book and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. The audiobook is out. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Not good. Now I know we listen to we we both know uh, Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon who uh, have the Career Author Podcast. Which if you're an author, listen to it. And if you are not an author, listen to it anyway. They're really interesting guys, and they have good books. So um, actually, now that I said that, I think it was uh, a different podcast that Jay was on talking about childhood books that he did not like, and I won't mention which one he mentioned because. He was laughing about getting angry emails from people. Uh, but, uh, and the one he didn't like, I didn't like either. And so do you have a book from your childhood that, that uh, was an absolute favorite that maybe other people didn't like? Yeah, I don't know about if other people didn't like it or not, but maybe it'd be a little more, well, I say obscure, but so, so when I was growing up, um, R.L. Stein, like the, obviously I'm kind of a horror guy, sci-fi and all that stuff. So I was into King and Coons pretty young, you know, probably around 12 or something like that. I was reading when they were just a little bit over my head. You know? so, but, um, but I read everything by Christopher Pike uh, back then, which is um, like a YA author. So I, I must've been, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something, but it was before R.L. Stein. So, but, but Christopher Pike stuff was, 
it was a little, you know, he didn't pull punches, you know, it was, it was uh, kind of like horror sci-fi. Um, but there was a book called Master of Murder that I just read a million times that I loved. Um, and it was basically about a, um, a high school student that was a famous writer, but he had a pen name and nobody knew who he was. So he was going to his high school and everybody there was reading this, uh, I think it was the Mystery of Silver Lake or something that it was called, his, in the fictional series that he wrote. So all around him, everybody was reading the latest book in his series, but no one knew who he was. So, yeah. and then there was kind of a murder mystery uh, wrapped up in that. But I was like, man, that was the coolest thing. Because <laughs> so, when I was young and I wanted to be a writer, I was like, that's really cool. You know, there's this yeah. writer. And back then, you know, again, it was pre-internet. I think the book was written in 92. Um, so the guy was, he had a P.O. box and only his little sister knew who he was. Um, so I thought it was just a great book. So I, I read that thing till the pages were bent and the book was bent and everything else. <laughs> so that was my favorite book for sure back then. And, and that's a cool situation too, that, that, you know, you're this author and no one knows who you are. Yeah. It was just it, something about that just hit me when I was that age, you know? Um, and I actually have reread it recently cause I still have my copy. <laughs> so I was like, let me check this out again. And it's still, for me, it holds up, you know, it, but it's definitely, it's, it's a YA book, you know? So, but that yeah. was definitely back then and then around then I was reading uh, Stephen King and Dean Koontz and stuff too um, maybe a little oh bit yeah more. Dean Koontz uh, I loved I, I I didn't read much Stephen King but I loved Dean Koontz I, I loved his oh, yeah, stuff I was the same way yeah I, I read I read King for sure but I read way more Koontz I don't know why that was it was just um I, not that he's an underdog but he kind of was you know <laughs> he wasn't the number one maybe he was the number two or something you know but yeah, yeah I think Twilight Eyes was the first book of his that I read did you ever read that one? That was, uh, oh, was what was it about? I'm terrible with titles. So yeah, it was about a kid. That was the first Koontz I ever read, and my buddy told me about it. And it was a, a, I think it was a kid who was in a carnival or something, or he was like a carny, and he he realized he could see certain people were monsters or something. Oh, that uh, sounds familiar. I got chills. Really I think cool. I read it. I was hooked on Koontz after that. I was like, this is great. Yeah, one of my favorite ones was one where the kid could push people into different dimensions. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to remember which one that was. Oh, yeah, I guess one? I'm bad with titles too. I don't remember which one. Yeah, you told me I know title. I'm terrible with titles and names. Yeah, which I which I worked into my series because the girl never remembers anybody's name, and I just made it easier for me too. Um, but yeah, yeah, horror. I really like horror, and I I don't really know a lot of uh, horror authors, but you know I, I'm terrible with names, and I don't. I mean, I don't set out to look for a particular author ever. I usually it's book covers. I'll go to the library or the bookstore. And a lot of times, I was just at the library yesterday and I walked around. They always have a little display in the very front of their favorite books. And I did a little turn looking and going, okay, which one of these have I not read yet? But I'd read most of them already. Um, there's a local, there's a Florida author that I really like. And I can't remember his name. It's not Carl Hassan, it's another guy. And uh, I had already, I think I'd read the book or I started it and didn't like it. I can't remember, but I was like, oh, I'll have to come back next week and see if there's something different. Uh, maybe, but, but it's, do, so when you read, what are you reading? That's always, I'm always curious about that. What author, what are authors reading today? Yeah, for sure. So I actually did just read uh, one of King's latest was The Outsider. I just finished that um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that one came, I think last year, I think it's going to be a TV series and all that stuff, of course, because King's kind of having a renaissance of his own right now. So yeah, <laughs> he's got, yeah. he has a lot of great adaptations coming out. So, um, yeah. it's a good time to be a King fan. Um, and then I just started reading yesterday, actually, uh, Blake Crouch's new one, Recursion. Um, oh, yeah, I just saw, I just was, I just got a, a thingy about that. And I was looking cause I loved the one about the alternate realities, dark uh, matter. Dark matter. 
Did you read that one? Oh yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Oh, I think I got it at an airport, and I read it like on the plane, and I and it was just it's going to be a movie. I so was excited about that. They'll ruin it, but but still, um, the book was really good. How about indie authors? What indie authors are you reading right now? Um, yeah, let's see. So I read um, Jeff Minipace, I think is how you say it. Uh, Ian Rob Wright, um, Jeff Strand, um, Brian Keene. I don't know that you could say he's indie, but some of his stuff he self-publishes, I think. So yeah, I, I kind of keep tabs on all that and I read a lot of that too. So actually, uh, so I can't really write a couple projects at once, but I read several books at once. So I'm actually reading, um, I think it's called the the Pretties or something by Jeff Strand is his newest one. So I'm reading that on my Kindle at night before bed. And then during the day, I've been reading Blake Crouch's Recursion. <laughs> so, two very oh, yeah. different yeah. books. Same thing. Yeah, I have, um, I have uh, Cecilia Mecca's new vampire book on my Kindle, uh, on Audible. So when I'm walking my dog, I listen. So I get about a half hour every day of that. And, and that's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, when I'm laying in bed, I don't want to listen to audiobooks. I want to read. So then I put whatever, whatever's at the top. And, and sometimes I'll just close it and just randomly just pick something. And then I've got about 20 paperbacks. I was at a, uh, an indie books, book show um, back in July, is July. So I don't know, it was five or six months ago in Orlando. I think it's Indie Book Fest, whenever that was. And I, just, I got there late. I had something that happened that day and I couldn't get there too really late. And it was a long drive. And they, they were like, 20 minutes from closing their booths and everybody was discounting their books and I feel really bad doing that but this is like my favorite time to go through because then I can get just almost every single person's book because I can get them all for five bucks each and I walked out with like the stack was over my head and I, w I was afraid I was gonna drop books as I was going out it was so much fun uh, and usually I spend a little time looking at the book to see if I'm really gonna like it but that time I just looked at covers and went okay this one and this one and this one and this one <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for a good deal too. I get, you know, I'm signed up to that BookBub site, so if I see something come through, I'll click on it and buy it. And I have a whole backlog of, of to be read stuff in my Kindle too. Oh, yeah, it's bad. And thankfully, I have Kindle Unlimited, and thankfully, you can only have ten books at a time. <laughs> so I, um, I then I have to return something, or else I have to stop and finish reading that one, and then you know move on to something else. Uh, but, um, but. But, 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 oh, oh, I know. Um, so, I think you're younger than I am. You look like you probably are, and you have a young child. <clears throat> In it, I write about, and I want, there's a series that I want to start that, that there, people are a little bit older. They're in their um, 40s. I'm in my 50s right now. And I don't like, I, I, I had a series I was going to write, and somebody had suggested writing it as young A, and I, I said, young adult, and I said, I don't really like kids. <laughs> so I don't think I would do it justice, you know? And we were standing at a bookstore and we were, I was talking about what the book was and I had, and we were in the young adult section and these two girls kept moving closer and closer and the girl was watching me and listening and I know that she was fascinated by the story. And I think if I'd said to her, would you read that book? She probably would have said yes, but I thought, I just can't do young adult justice, I don't think, because I'm just not around young people enough. I don't think I would write well. Do you have a particular time period of your life that you like to stick with because it's something you feel more comfortable writing in? Yeah, um, so I, I'd say that, um, like I was saying before, that I, I feel like um, some of my formative years were probably between like 10 and 14. I feel like a lot of stuff happened then. <laughs> it feels like, like I'll talk with my buddies or my brother or whatever and 
everything that we loved from childhood it seemed to happen in this little batch of years you know late 80s um probably to, i don't know maybe say 88 to 95 or something you know what i mean so um but yeah so i'll definitely put um younger protagonists in my books and i enjoy doing that like contamination i have um a uh, police officer's daughter named Quinn. She's in there. I think she's 10 or 11. It's been a little while since yes. I wrote that. <laughs> yes, she is. She is. Yeah, yes. so that was fun doing that. I just that. finished um, that. Yeah, that one. Nice, nice. Um, and yeah. Sandstorm has, um, the main character's name is Nina, but she has two younger brothers and their, their parents are, are deceased. So basically she's uh, kind of like the older, I guess a parent figure to two younger brothers. So there's Raj and Samuel and they're 10 and 6, I believe. Um, so, you know, and, and Raj plays kind of a major role in book three, spoiler alert, but <laughs> so oh, it's good, kind of fun to, to write in, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's um, a lot of fun. So I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, no spoilers. Cause I think I'm, um, 60% done in Sandstorm. So I figure I'll probably finish it tonight and then I'll start the next one. You said then the third one is out next Friday, this, uh, yeah. uh the 21st. It's out on the 19th. The 19th next Wednesday okay that gives me time to finish so I'm all ready okay good <laughs> yeah because it's been very exciting I took my mom to get her nails done and I was completely ignoring her I'm just reading I was reading Sandstorm going oh I can't stop because you know there there's a oh they're on this cliff and they're hiding from this creature and and there's this big sandstorm that's happening and and there's this guy that's in charge and I'm really worried that he's going to do something that that to this one person and i'm just i'm really concerned so it's like i'm trying to read as fast as i can without missing anything so you know you you're reading and then you get excited and you read too fast and you gotta stop and go back and reread and you know it's just yeah yeah and then they're I'm, like, I'm like they'll come over yeah. to me and go hey we've been talking to you and you're not paying attention <laughs> your mother's done oh okay <laughs> okay whoops yeah i know i hear you yeah it's just, it's a lot of fun to build different worlds and you know, kind of put a lot of details in to make it real, um, which was kind of fun in this series because, you know, it's on another planet. So, you know, I have, I can throw in all sorts of creatures or different things, or, you know, they've kind of developed their own little culture or political system because they're just stranded out there. And it's at some undetermined point in the future. And they don't even know, you know, what year they're in or whatever, you know, they've lost a lot of that information. So yeah, it's fun. And then, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And there's, um, one of the characters was gifted something. Raj, I think Raj was gifted something for saving, for trying to save this woman. And I'm really, I kind of think I know what he might have been gifted, but I, but I'm, I'm really excited to find out to get back to that to find out because I think it's probably something from Earth from that past, you know, that's a, a remnant from them. And it, he won't really understand what it is, but I'll be like, oh my God, you know, that's I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I probably said too much, yeah, uh, but anyway. <laughs> But but it's been very it's been really exciting to read. I I uh, um, I I've just had so many. I've been so happy. I've found so many great books from indie writers. Yeah, in another life, I was a literary agent, and it was pre-internet days. And at the time, I really was. I kept saying, "There's some way." I mean, the internet had just started. We were living in North Dakota at the time, and I worked out of an office in Minneapolis, and the internet was so new that we had MSN and one day they called and said, we're not doing it for North Dakota anymore because you guys have less people in your state than we do in a city. And so they turned off the internet. We had to find, I don't know, I don't know who we went with. It was like, 
They turned <laughs> off the internet. Oh my God. They went away to because they didn't like North Dakota. It was crazy. Yeah. But I, I kept saying to my boss, there's got to be a way to get books out there to the masses. You know, and I really wish that I had the technology, you know, because ah, I could have been Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy being a literary agent, or that's kind of? That's I cool. hated it with a passion. Oh wow! I loved, okay. I loved editing. I worked with screenplays. I loved the people that I dealt with. Dealt with. I loved helping writers have a good book. I loved making the connections. But when we didn't sell something, I would be devastated. Or a writer would do something stupid, like we had a um, a book that they want to turn into a series. Uh, I forget what network it was. It's been just too many years. And the writer wanted to be the sole writer on the show. And that just wasn't gonna happen. She had no credits. There was gonna be a showrunner and she would be there too if they, if they extended the contract. But most likely she was gonna sell it and not be involved. And she's like, well, no, I have to be the sole writer. And then we told them that. And of course we knew, they said, okay, goodbye. And we went back to her and she's like, well, what now? And we said, well, they're not coming back. Oh, she said, what's going to be their counter? Nothing. You blew it, you know? Uh, and that just happened time and time again, time and time again. And it would, it was devastating that writers can't understand that when you finish that book or that, that script, you send it to your agent, it's gone. They take care of it. Don't ever think about it again. You know, it's yeah. done. It's gone. You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what's going to happen to it. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like, the opposite now with the indie. You control everything, so you have your hand in, in everything, which, you know, for better or for worse, you know? <laughs> there's, yeah. There's yeah, yeah to, you know, your agent's yeah. going to help you rewrite it. When you sell the book, the editor at the publishing house is going to help you rewrite it. You know, it's just if you want it to be like you've written it, then you got to indie publish. Yeah. And for some people, that works out. And for some, it's like I've read a lot of, well, not a lot. In the beginning, I read a lot of bad indie books. But in the last five years, I don't find a lot of bad indie books anymore. I'm really pleased with what's out there. There's a yeah. lot of lot of good stuff out there. There really so, is, yeah. I think yeah. people just stepped up their game a lot because you know there are a lot more authors out there. So to stand out, you have yeah. to do everything you can to make it a great a great book. You know, the cover, the editing, you know, yeah. everything has to be top notch to be able to compete. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there is. And, and I'm so excited. I could just, I could just sit and read excuse me, all day long and do nothing else. And then my family would hate me, of course, because, you know, who's going to cook and clean and all that other stuff that needs to be done um, excuse me, when I'm not writing. So, <laughs> yeah, between that and the reading, it's, I, I would be happy. You know, they always say, well, would you like to go to a desert island? Who would you bring? Nobody. I'd bring my Kindle, my Kindle with about 10,000 books on it, you know, yeah. and that's it. And no one would bother me, and I could just sit and read, be like that guy in um, uh, the Twilight Zone. Uh, oh, he was in Batman. He was the Penguin. Oh, not Danny DeVito, right? You know the ba Batman series from from uh, TV. Oh, oh the he was in Rocky. He was Rocky's manager. Oh, trainer. He was Rocky's trainer. I can't think of his name. Anyway, he was in an episode of Twilight Zone. He went down in the bank. And there was like a nuclear blast or something. Everybody died. And all he wanted to do is read. So then all he could do is read. He's so happy that his glasses break. It's oh, like, no, oh, of course. oh yes. no. Like of course they broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wow. that's, um, that was just, that's like, oh, that as a child, I remember watching that and going, oh, I could just totally feel his pain 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially yeah. for that one. Yeah. He's all you want to do is just read, just read. Yeah. Okay. So where can people find you so they can get any of your books? And, and I've read two of the series, working on two of the series. I haven't read the other ones, but I'm sure they're just as good. So where can they find you? Yeah, I'm at uh, twpiperbrook.com. Um, right now, all my stuff is on Amazon. Um, I used to have it on all the other sites. For, for now, I'm just trying out the Amazon exclusive program, but I do want to kind of filter things back out to the other sites at some point soon. So yeah, either Amazon or twpiperbrook.com or facebook.com slash twpiperbrook. So pretty straightforward. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, go check his stuff out uh, if you like. If you like, um, well, you got the two different, are they all, let's see, you've got the, the Sandstorm series is sci-fi, mm -hmm. and then the Contamination is zombies. Are they all uh, post-apoc zombie type things? The rest uh, of the series? Is, is kind of post-apoc, contemporary post-apoc with werewolves, actually. <laughs> so, oh, which series yeah. has werewolves? That's, that's Outage, yeah, so that one, um, yeah, it was based on a storm. We had a, a true storm here that knocked out the power in half the state. And it was a huge snowstorm. And then I, I, I added it, sprinkled in werewolves. <laughs> so, oh, um, I got chills. I love werewolves. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of horror, post-apoc. And then um, The Last Survivors is definitely post-apoc. But it's got a little bit of sci-fi and fantasy in it, too. Because um, I wrote, co-wrote that with a guy named Bobby Adair. Um, so we, we tried to do it a little, a little different than what we had. He had a series called Slow Burn the Zombies and I had Contamination. So we did a little bit different, but it's sort of zombie-ish too, so. Yeah, oh, okay, so lots of good stuff to choose from. Take a look, you will find his stuff in the show notes. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to the third sandstorm coming out on the 19th of June. So everybody yeah. has time to read the other two and catch up before it comes out. Yeah, thanks so much, I appreciate it. Thanks, bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tyler. I will look forward to the third book in the Sandstorm series. Can't wait. And I'm going to be done and all ready to dive right into it when it comes out on June 19th. Okay, next week, I have got Jamie Albright. She's a best-selling romance author, and you will love her books. She is a bundle of energy. I love her. So will you. I will see you next week. And in the meantime, go read a good book. Mm -hmm.